Hi, welcome to Highly Social. I'm Mike Eaton. Today we're joined by my good friend and very funny comedian, Bianca Parado. Hello. Welcome to the show. You have the microphone far away. Get it close to you so they can hear you. You're a professional now. There we are. Are we good? So are how, we good? How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm wonderful. Yeah. Uh, we're enjoying some Delta 8, Delta CBD or whatever the legal one is. We're doing the, I got it at a gas station, definitely. See, it says gas station right here. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, uh, good, look, we're doing it, we're podcasting, uh, so, this, oh. well, you've been in the old studio, you, how do you like the new one? This is really cool. Yeah. It's like a, I feel like I'm in like a, what would be like a football training facility, but then they've made it for cameras. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, for cameras. That makes more sense because there's think, cameras in here. I thought you meant because it's small, so it'd be I've, for football. No, I think it was just like the openness and then the grass, but I think mm -hmm. it'd be way cooler if it was football for midgets. Yeah, I, man, I love midgets so much. People say that you're not allowed to call them midgets, but that's debatably wrong because I went to Micromania and they called it midget wrestling themselves. Okay. Unless they're, that's a specific niche of midgets. That so I grew up, and I was taught that, like, midget was a term, like, giant. You know, it like, that described a person that had a specific long Latin word that was what was wrong with them. And so there were midgets and there were dwarves. Like, Peter Dinklage, he's a midget. He's got the big forehead, the stubby arms. Vern Troyer, he's a dwarf because he's just a person, but small. So, like, the, I thought... I was just using technical terms the same way that, like, idiot and moron and retard all used to be, like, terms of medical. And then <laughs> terms medical. Doug Stanhope calls it the euphemism treadmill. I, I thought that uh, midgets were just anybody that was under 4'10", I think is the cutoff, right? See... And I thought that was just how we bullied people. No, no. Because <laughs> like, if, if you're just short, like, we just call you a midget to be mean. Like, if you're dumb, we call you retard, you know? I, I thought that midgets were if you were short. Uh-huh. And then dwarves were if you lived in a magical land. <laughs> 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 yeah. Dwarves are snow white people, you know? <laughs> I, I mean, like, they never were, like, snow white and the seven midgets, you know? Like, yeah. I think I always thought, whenever they refer to small people in that's mythical lands, they're never midgets, they're always dwarves, and I thought that that was that. So you thought dwarves were like fantasy midgets? <laughs> I thought that dwarves yeah. were, were, were <laughs> midgets so cool. that were into role play, you know what I mean? <laughs> a dwarf is just like a Game of Thrones midget. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. So then Peter Dinklage became a dwarf. Yeah, no, so Peter Dinklage is a, a midget that plays a dwarf. Yeah, that's, that's what I think of that. But and then like little people, little people feels more pejorative to me. I I would like for them to come up with a new term because I that little people, that little people. Oh, you're a little guy. <laughs> Look at the little people. Little people's like saying like toot instead of fart. Yeah, I don't know if that was what I would really. It sounds like a nice something that you'd be like your mom would say to like a, a five year old to describe. Yeah, when someone says I'm not fat, I'm chubby. Like, yeah, dog, all that's still a problem, you know? Like, I'm going to die sooner, but, like, it's fine. It, just, just call thought, me fat. I don't give a shit. I just thought it was, like, a, a thing you would tell, like, a little kid to describe. Yeah. You know? Oh, no, don't say that. That's a little person. <laughs> what is, is it a chondroplasia or something like that? I 
there's a fucking it's a long super latin word that's what they have um because like you know the other thing i feel about that too like uh when i meet little people uh i'm not i'm not gonna be like what's up midget like because that's crazy like the same way when I meet an Italian person, I'm like, what's up, you guinea wop piece of shit? You know? Like, that's actually the first thing you, you said to me when we met. Okay, but that's different. <laughs> <laughs> Your name sounds like spaghetti sauce. <laughs> Bianca Parado. Bianca Parado. <laughs> <laughs> and to be fair, one time you got hammered, and your your song of choice was "That's Samore." Always, dude. that's the most Italian shit in the world. What do you What do you call a a slutty Italian? What? Bianca Brownis. No, <laughs> no, no. no. Okay, what do you call a slutty Italian? What? A spaghetti hoe. God damn it! I'll be here all day. Well, this has been highly. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yes. <laughs> They're no longer our episodes. They're ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> to uh denver we went and stayed at dylan's cabin yes and we stopped in antonito at a terrible grocery store mm-hmm. and then you made from scratch spaghetti sauce yes like spaghetti meat sauce and you used produce that you brought from austin <laughs> okay so i i'm a very frugal person mm-hmm. you know yeah and um <clears throat> I didn't want it to go bad in my fridge, so I was, it was international. I, I, avocados, tomatoes, and corn. Mm-hmm. Should I tell the story? Yeah, of? tell them. It's hilarious. So I was at the airport, and um, I, okay, so I had, like, corn, avocado, tomato in my fridge, and then I didn't want to throw it away, so then I went to the airport, and I put it in my carry-on, and I didn't check the bag, so it's just full in my hand kind of situation, and I go through, I get flagged in security, uh-huh. and then... I, I don't, am I looking out? Or yeah, you can just tell me the story. It's okay. I'll pretend like I haven't heard it before. Whoa, this is new information. What, what happened after they checked your carry-on? Ah, after they checked my carry-on, the, the woman literally opens up my suitcase and just pulls out an entire cob of corn and was just like, what is this? And I was like, that is corn. And there's... Was she fat? Yeah. Okay, so that so she was genuinely confused. She's like, "What is this deal?" She's like, "I think I have a problem. You are smuggling corn across state borders, which I guess technically isn't illegal, but I was yeah, probably, I think that's legal. Is that no, no, yeah, it's illegal or it's legal is what okay. I would say. Um, but yeah, and so then I got it to Colorado, then I got it to Denver, and then from Denver I put it in a fridge there, and then uh-huh. I took it out of that fridge, and then I put it in a bag again." Yeah. And then I brought that to the cabin in the woods. This corn never thought it was going to see mountains. No. And this corn. This corn left in H-E-B in Austin and then had, like, a pretty dope vacation. Yeah. And the thing is, though, is then I left it in the fridge to die. I just felt like. Oh, yeah. We didn't even cook it. Not the corn. I, I We did use the uh, avocado and tomato when I made yes. breakfast. But the corn. Corn died alone. Damn. That's what a journey. I feel like that is the like dramatic sequel to Sausage Party, like Life of Corn. Life of <laughs> it's corn. Just a corn that corn in the sky grows up on a farm and then it, it makes it to H E B. It was it was it was a true kernel. God damn it! <laughs> the tomatoes, its friend. Yeah. The avocados, like the cheech. He man was the last the soldier. Everybody died but him. Yeah. Oh, and then he just goes to die of old age. Have you ever seen? Like a Vietnam vet. Like a Vietnam vet. <laughs> or whatever. 
Dude, I was just actually, I was just on the way here. I was on the phone, and my friend told me that she didn't eat corn because of all mm-hmm. the pesticides, that they're not regulated by the FDA. Mm-hmm. And so you can you can side that bitch up as much as you want. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't. So she's like, I don't eat it because I don't want to get cancer. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I did not know that my favorite food could give me cancer like that. Yeah. Corn, I yeah. guess that's a concern amongst the people. I, I mean, we're all gonna. People get are gonna listen to this. They'll be like, though. I've never heard of that before. I've never heard of that before. I, I mean, pesticides fuck you up or whatever. But like, when you take your fruit, you just wash it. Yeah, it's good. That's that why you it works? need celery. Is that, wait, is that how it works? Because it's like ninety-eight percent water, and then it soaks up all the pesticides on the water inside of it. That's what I was gonna say. Does it get in, inside of it, or do you just wash it? If off? you want to be really safe, you just don't eat vegetables at all. <laughs> yeah, you should do what I do. <laughs> if you really want to, you're not getting pesticide cancer, yeah, Mister Chocolate Guy. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I can't really eat your fruits and veggies. I don't want to die of cancer. No um, pesticides in gravy, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Biscuits, no pesticides. Gravy, no pesticides. Corn. So many pesticides. Wait, they probably use pesticides on wheat. It's fucking my bread game up. So I just got to just eat ice cream? Damn it. Milk? <laughs> I love ice cream. Okay. Well, something that I probably should have known earlier in my life, but uh-huh. I just recently found out. And I Okay, so I drink almond milk now. and Al- I, Almond milk? <laughs> I think that's one of the words I say weird. Yeah, let's hear it, dude. How do you say <laughs> almond? Um, Almond milk. <laughs> Yeah, Almond Brothers band. Yeah, the the uh, it's the Almond Brothers band. I know, but you're so, saying soft, almond like soft that. D, Almond. <laughs> I also say uh, <laughs> uh, ba- ba- baby doll. D- like a doll? Yes. No, it's doll. Baby doll, I guess. No. Almond. Oh, you just said almond, just fine. I think I've heard you you've now brought yeah, it almond. back into my almond life. Almond milk, dog. So you know how words are. I, when you say it, I recognize that yours is the correct way. So if I hear it again, it's just like naturally it comes out. Not I think that's bad. why I hate people with accents because it's just them saying words wrong. That's like we already decided probably, how all the words are supposed to sound, and then you just say them that way. Yeah, but if you ever hear you me, you don't try have to, speak, to put a big bunch of retard on it. If you ever, if I had a shot for every time you said retard, I'd probably be blacked out right now. <laughs> that's fair. Um, but uh, what was I gonna say? Almond milk. Oh yeah, I was gonna say something else, but back to the back to the serious facts. Yeah, almond milk. Um, no, so I started drinking almond milk just because I don't know. Because I'm trying to be healthy. I'm just trying not to breastfeed anymore. I'm really trying to wean off the good stuff. Okay. But uh, no, so I always thought that milk came from one cow. You got a gallon of milk. It was from a cow. Uh huh. And then I find out that. It's made from thousands of cows, and all of the milk is, like, dumped into a big, like, filtration system or yeah. whatever they do. And that fucked me up. I don't know. Like, I was thinking, like, farm to table. Like, Betsy the cow. You can buy that, too. Yeah, yeah. But just when you I bought it. You gotta know a person. Yeah, you gotta know a guy. But I didn't I didn't know that it was a lot, a lot of cows, and that really weirded me out. So I got super into milk. <laughs> Like, I got super into milk. I got super into milk a couple years ago uh, because, uh, you know, like there's, I hate all the try to be healthy milks. Like if mm. you're going to drink milk, just drink milk. If you're lactose intolerant, drink the ultra filtered lactose free one. That's fine. Okay. But like if you're going to drink milk or use it in a recipe or anything like that, whole milk. You got to get whole milk. You got to get organic. <clears throat> And you got to get something from, like, at bare minimum, bare fucking minimum, like the Horizons Organic. 
Yes. Horizon's chocolate milk. Fire. Pretty great. So I don't dislike milk. Okay. It weirds me out. And honestly, like at this point, I do like the unsweetened almond milk. So it just it kind of tastes okay. like like skim milk or one per, like yeah. would kind of do. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Where's the where's the thickness? You where's know. Where's the dairy? But mm. it's I'm just it's all nut. I have a theory though, Mike, that people who won't try almond milk, men who won't try almond milk, are just afraid they'll like it when a nut busts in their mouth, and that is. Oh, but also the crowd I'm, just went crazy. Yeah, they should, wow! <laughs> yeah, all, all the wild all the midgets there. in this football stadium just went fuck you, Mike. And I've tried almond milk. That's how I know I don't like it. I've tried all of the milks. I, I think my favorite. I drink of the all the milks. milks. Is split pea that one ripple? Have you tried theirs? No. Wait, you're saying you do like that one? Yeah, the split pea milk is good. The I like uh, oat milk better than almond milk. Oat for, milk like, is more stuff. true to consistency. Mm -hmm. um, almond milk is like, if you're trying to go healthy, is like the little bit health, like in terms of like, I guess like fat, calories, whatever. Mm -hmm. But oat milk, I agree, is like more true to milk milk. And there's some things like, I am a slut for hamburger helper. Okay. And like that tastes better with just regular milk. Yeah, and so, but you can go a step up from there. It, Horizons is minimum. Have you had volumens yet? No. So Ooh, how come the thicker the milk gets, the harsher the word. I know. Volmans. Cool. They uh, just got picked up by H-E-B not too long ago, so they're, like, getting into distribution there. But they were at Central Market already, but they're in Sabine, maybe an hour, hour and a half from here. But they only have, like, 100 cows, and, like, they're all best friends, and they have names, and they, like, pet them so the cows are all happy. This is what so, it <laughs> so it's, like, you can, like, I don't know. To me, it just it makes more sense the same way that, like, when an animal is stressed, the meat doesn't taste as good. Yeah, like yeah. If if a cow has like really happy life, like I want to make Kobe milk, because like Kobe beef, they take the cows, they suspend Kobe? them so they don't build. Is that, are you supposed to say Kobe? It's Co Kobe beef, yeah, like Co wagyu. Kobe beef. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Kobe. Cool. Kobe. Kobe yeah, whatever. Anyways, so but those cows, the way that they do that is they massage them and they feed them rice wine. And then they kill them so they don't have any muscle fibers or stress or any of that. And their lives are really good. And the meat is fucking banging. Yeah. I want to do that and make cows that make the best milk ever. Like, what do you, you got to, like, give it a happy, fulfilling life. Let it run for, like, cow mayor or something. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, you know, like a cow startup that a, starts. A Mooville? Yeah. 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 Dude, they'd love this wall. Exactly. That's what yeah. So let's make a super happy cow and see if we can make even better milk. Here's the thing: is it's crazy that that's like what you want to do because that just should already be done. Yeah. You know? Like we should just already be treating animals that way. Yeah, well, I mean, like you like, would be picture like, this. Nice, but there's too many fucking people. <laughs> picture this: instead of like a brooder burner facility, what mm -hmm. if we made them happy before they died? So, but you got to pay more for that. That's the thing: is like milk is a staple food that most families need. It's covered under WIC, so you got to have a way to make that cheaply because the masses need it, right? Yeah. But if you want to get like gourmet with that shit, you know, put like a cow, buy it like an acre of land in the suburbs, like <laughs> make the crime rate around it really low. The cow burbs. Yeah. <laughs> we just got roosters with guns patrolling the place. That's what I'm saying. Would be pigs, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. But but. Because roosters wake up too early. That's true. They'd be... Cows and pigs are best friends. That's also true. Oh, dude. And the sheep or the firemen? 
I like how like it's funny because you say this, and I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. Like it, it you, yeah. <laughs> you say this magical animal town, and, and it makes a lot of sense. And it makes a, but you're like, all right, sheep, firemen, and you know, like growing up, they're like, hey, what color was like your science folder when you were growing up? Green. Yeah. Like, what was your math? I think it was blue. And history was red. Yeah. Like, the, you just that had that color. Uh, you know what I mean? And then you're like, a sheep would be a fireman. I was like, that seems right. Yeah. <laughs> that seems yeah. like if you were to have a... The rooster, I think, is the priest. Yeah. That's probably from... Is that from Robin Hood? Yeah, I think that's where yeah, all these are That's a great from. movie. Uh, <laughs> Robin Hood is not the movie you thought it was. Are you old enough to remember the cartoon Cow and Chicken? I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, everyone else in the studio is, but, <laughs> dude, it was a fucked up show. And someone just, I saw someone on a, uh, Instagram recently that reminded me of the existence of this cartoon. But, like, that and Cat Dog. Cat Dog was crazy. Courage the Cowardly Dog. What the fuck? Wild. That one, I think someone on Tumblr explained, and it finally made sense to me, that Courage is just a dog with anxiety, and he's a dog, so he's retarded. He thinks they live in the middle of nowhere, but really, he just doesn't see the neighbors because he doesn't get out much. I've heard and that. And, like, they're old people, so they don't walk him as much, so he spends his time inside, and he's super scared, so anything he sees in his dog brain, he just pictures as a monster. God, it'd be terrifying to be a dog. Right? I, uh, I want to be a lab, though. I think I read that. The, it, I read that. That made sense. I thought that mm -hmm. was a good way of putting it. Did, have you seen the ones about like, um, like, uh, there's one for like uh, Rugrats. It's something oh, weird, died like or some shit. Yeah, like like Chuck Phil and Phil are ghosts or something. Yeah, it's like all those people are dead, or <laughs> all the yeah. kids are dead or something weird like that. And then there was like the, fuck. There the are one, some really sad ones like that. And then uh, the Fairly Odd Parents. That those were like his like imaginary. <laughs> Friends and Vicky was like his really like abusive baby. There was like uh, fairly odd parents always made me mad because it was so unrealistic. Because if I had fairly odd parents, there's no way I'm not like, I want to be old, have penis, and fuck a girl with it. Like that's it's your first wish. I your first wish is your crush. You're doing her. That's I, your first wish. Isn't it in fairly odd parents where they bought the the like remember the eight balls you shake? Uh, it, like you know, and you'd be like, what? That's ringing a bell. It, and it would but answer I've a question. So much CBD, my brain doesn't work <laughs> yeah. anymore. Other eight ball. Um, no, and you would <laughs> shake it up. You'd ask it a question. And it'd be like, yes, no, maybe. You'd be like, am I gonna get a girlfriend? And you'd shake it up, and the eight magic eight ball would like tell you an answer. Was I that think, fairly odd parents? I think he threw that or was against that like the, cousin Skeeter. I just, I think it was fairly odd parents. He threw it against the wall. <laughs> fairies came out, and I used to buy eight balls and throw <laughs> them and try to break them because I wanted really it. Smart. <laughs> yeah. I was actually a pretty smart kid, but I like I thought that when I turned thirteen, I was definitely gonna find out I had magical powers. Like that's oh, like yeah. when it happens for everyone. I was like gonna find out I was a witch or something. I still kind of secretly hope. Like every time I have like a birthday, like eighteen, I was like maybe twenty-one, perhaps. Like, what are you hoping's gonna happen? I don't know. Cool shit. <laughs> How many crystals do you own? A kind of a lot. Yeah. But not okay. No, 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 no. no, no. no. So I, uh, I do own some. <laughs> I do. Do you charge them? Um, I, I've, I've, I've charged their energy. I've, I've cleaned them. You have to leave them in the sun or the moon. Let them purify with that. I don't. I've, I've had them out. <laughs> Honestly, when I was like, I okay, I never like use them. Use them. I like people use them, but like. 
Uh, my mom is kind of into that stuff, and I've gone like uh, like on vacation. Like that's what we'll get. Like it's like fun to pick them out. Okay, I like. So you're not it's like, like it's like it's like it's like white girl rock hunting. You know? No, I get it. I remember as a little kid, they had you could buy like the hematite in the little bags. And you're like, it's shiny. I got it. I got, I got but this. But now one. you're like an adult, and you're like, it's shiny. I got it. <laughs> I got it, and it says it means love. <laughs> Have you been to Nature's Treasures here in Austin? Um, no. Well, it's a. Rock and Mineral Place, and their slogan is, we rock. I was just gonna say, the way you said it, if I opened up a place like that, I'd call them Rock and Minerals. Yeah. Like, like Rock and... Yeah, rock and Mineral, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rock and Minerals. Yeah. There we go. Dude, are, we, do are we doing this? <laughs> are we starting a rock show? <laughs> Let's sell white women more crystals. Yeah, I think, honestly, there's... A a huge business in it. I got a, I got a joke about it, and it's so funny, because I'd be like, how many women in the room... Like are into crystals, and nobody answers, and you see all of them like kind of go silent, but all of like their boyfriends look right at them. Mm -hmm. So nobody wants to like say that they're doing it, but I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, you guys are fucking lying. You gotta call them out. <laughs> gotta call them out. I don't like do it, but I will like. Have you ever like smudged your house? No. Do you know what that is? Yes. I've I've with done that. Sage. Yeah. Yes, I'm familiar with all of the silly <laughs> It smells nice. Yeah. I bought Palo Santo because it smells nice to burn, but I'm not trying to get rid of woo-woo scary demons with it. <laughs> I think all that shit's cute. Ooh, I like it when somebody's in my <laughs> hot in my closet. I also like sometimes you get that negative energy out of there. Like, you ever, like, hooked up with somebody, and I would just smudge the place after. That's crazy. I'd open the window, smudge it, change the sheets. No, I smudge my brain with Xanax. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> I'm like, oh no, it's terrible. I gotta erase that. <laughs> Xanax, the closest thing you have to going back in time. <laughs> pretty close. Yeah. Have you ever watched the TV show Arrested Development? Yes. When Job gets stuck in the roofie loop in Mexico, there's a, there's a part where he is taking his pills to forget stuff but he has taken them right after the moment that he's trying to forget. So he's too late, and he just keeps coming to thinking, oh, no, I need to forget this thing. And gets stuck in this <laughs> fucking amnesia loop. I got stuck in a similar weed loop uh, one time in L.A. I accidentally ate a bunch of edibles in a row. Was this the time you... The Cheetos? Yeah. So that's what that's based on. So that story I tell on stage is not real. But... I know. Isn't that crazy? What? <laughs> I made up something for a joke. Ah! Uh, no, but it's going to be in the special that I'm putting on my YouTube next month. But um, Happy for you, dog. But the real thing is there's this delivery service that was out by us called Mr. Chow's. And they have... Uh, Great Chinese food. Right? <laughs> it's Chow's with two W's, but you would Even order... Even better from, Chinese food. Right? You would order from them. And like 30, 45 minutes later, someone would text you back. Excuse me. And then you would tell them you know what you wanted and then you would put in an order and the service on it sucked and but it was mm. like whatever and the first time i ordered it all the weed and stuff that i got was incredible so it's like all right i'm sold this is better than going to a dispensary and then the next time i ordered the edibles and i got a 500 milligram like rice crispy treat one mm -hmm. so i took a bite off of it and it was delicious and then i ate the whole thing and i felt nothing from it like literally nothing and i was like it's 500 milligrams that should be retarded like, it just didn't do anything so I texted them and was like, hey, do some of your edibles not work? And they're like, no, we test everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's we know. not us, dog. That's you. And it's like, I mean, I ate the whole Rice Krispie treat. <laughs> Could you you Did texted you? the weed company, do some of your edibles not work? What if they're like, yeah, sometimes they just don't. <laughs> well, that happens with carts sometimes. You got pranked, you know. <laughs> well, like, that was one of the reasons I like dispensaries so much is, like, sometimes you buy a cartridge 
and the little coil part on it is broken, if you buy that from a drug dealer, he's not going to be like, ah, oh, yeah, dog, customer service. But when it's legal, you go to the store and you're like, hey, the product you sold me didn't work. They're like, oh, let me exchange that one. It does. And then they can send it back to the manufacturer who yeah. can reuse that shit in there. So, like, yeah, I thought maybe, you know, every now and then, if you're making edibles, like, there's a 1% chance that something didn't get hit with the right dosage or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I figured it's pretty alarming that I ate 500 milligrams and it didn't work. And they were like, uh, no, like, our shit is fine. Like, it, it, check your other ones and see if you get the same experience. So I go into my second edible and I eat quite a bit of it and I feel nothing. I'm like, dude, I think like all of the ones I got or something, you gave me the wrong pile. Howie, how long is the time duration of you feeling nothing? Hour. That's. Usually I can feel out two... of 30 to 45 minutes. Yeah, but I feel like an hour is the time you want to. I would say like an hour, two and a half. I feel like if you ever got to two hours, it's uh -huh. not working. But I feel like an hour, you're still in the window of this could kick in. It, I feel like at an hour, you should have a good idea of whether or not you need to take more. Because you should feel like the ascent of it, or at least something. You should feel not sober if you've taken edibles and waited an hour. Whenever I'm getting really high off edibles, it's not really like I'm ascending. It'll be like all of a sudden, I just realize how weird I've been for the last 10 minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, I won't feel myself getting higher mm -hmm. until I'm already that high, and then I look back and I'm like... Oh, wow, that was, you were weird. <laughs> For me, it's always like I notice uh, that my mouth starts to dry out a little bit. And I'll, I'll notice like, oh, okay, mouth's pretty dry. And then I feel like a tension in the back of my neck that loosens. Okay, that's like, nice. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Damn. There's an edible. And then I can gauge based on the way my brain feels like, oh, man, thoughts in a row are hard. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> doing the All of a sudden, my brain's <laughs> dyslexic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, at this point, I'd taken seven or eight hundred milligrams worth of edibles, and it's been two, two and a half hours uh, since since the first five hundred milligrams. It's been two, two and a half now. Okay, it's been an hour since I took the second one after I hit the, up the customer service, and I'm still not feeling anything. So I'm like, I, I mean, if you want to come pick these up, like I'm not gonna touch any more of the edibles because like. This sucks. These didn't work. Like, I, I would like drugs that work. And they're like, no, we'll happily replace them. If you can put the ones, like, leave that one. Don't finish the rest of that one. Put it in the bag so we can look at it and figure it out. We totally believe you. If you're eating that much and you feel nothing, like, that's crazy that you're texting right now. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, could, I don't feel anything. Now this is customer service. So a <laughs> uh, dude shows up, and normally they drop off in, like, pretty shitty, like, a, like a 10-year-old Prius, you know, some, like a delivery driver car. And this is like a nice BMW. And it pulls up, and it's an older dude, and he walks out, and he goes, hey, so you, is it you that I talked to on the phone? And I was like, you do customer service? And he's like, yeah, it's my business. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking dope. Uh, yeah, man, like, look at my eyes. You see how there's nothing? And he's like, can you eat all this? I was like, dude, look, so here's the bag. Here's the first wrapper from the one I ate, and here's what I ate off of that one. And he goes, oh, man, yeah, that's got to be... Uh, and then he told me they, they were working with, like, a new person making their edibles. And so this was, like, one of their new... So I was right. And I was like, fuck yeah. But he gives me a big bag. So they actually didn't work. They actually didn't work. I was I, right. I was waiting for there to be, like, a... And then they all hit. You know? Like, that's what I was waiting for. Okay. No, that's... They really the, didn't work. <laughs> no, they really didn't work. Okay. That's what I was... Okay. They really didn't work. I, and I'm like, fucking, you know, whatever. So I go back inside and... Uh, I'm 
chilling in the living room and I'm telling my roommates about it and we're all laughing. And then we go through the bag of the stuff he gave me and he was so nice that he gave me so much stuff. Like he literally gave me like 12 or 13,000 milligrams worth of edibles. Like just tons of different, like the sour stripes. Yeah. Like those candies, like uh, Sour Patch Kids, like gummy worms that are dusted and stuff. Uh, A bunch of different like flavors of cookies and Rice Krispies made of different cereals. It was like a Mike Heaven right here. It was so fucking awesome. Like sea salt, dark chocolate caramels, like fucking awesome. So we're looking at these, and I pick what I'm going to eat, and it was one of these chocolate bars that was like a lemon meringue pie chocolate bar, and it's 250 milligrams for the whole bar. And so I'm like, I'll be gentle, and I'll just eat half of it. So I eat half of it, knowing, like, this guy just brought these as an apology. And so I go and sit down in my room, and, like, 30 minutes later, I'm like, because <sighs> <laughs> it was a real honest you you got a little confident after the last match you're like dude i'll fucking yeah i was thinking at like 125 milligrams ain't shit you know i just ate 600 600 didn't even phase me (laughs) because there was no weed in it you fucking retard (laughs) so i eat 125 and i'm like oh boy (laughs) and i'm stoned and this is where that story on stage comes from i went to go eat stuff and i have all these delicious snacks in front of me that i want to try so i'm like well, I can handle 25 more milligrams. <laughs> I keep eating stuff. It's like <laughs> when you're like on a diet and you're like, what's one more? What's one more bite? What's 25 more? I At this point, you know. It's 125, 150 is not going to be that different. And I ended up like, so I would eat like, you know, like one more little chocolate, like one little gummy bear, yeah, like one sour worm. And then I tried a bunch of stuff. And then one of my roommates who had seen me like keep walking in and getting stuff off the table was like, what are you at now? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> he's like, what number are you at? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, let's count. And like, they're doing math, and I'm sitting in my room, and then they come and knock on the door, and they're like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, you're at like 350. <laughs> and I like, yeah, I think I'm fine. Uh, and I've had like a thousand milligrams before, but this felt more impactful. And I don't know if there was leftover something from the first shit that I ate or what, but like that, several, like three, 350, whatever it was. I was wrecked, and the next day I woke up, and I got up, and I just absentmindedly picked up, like, a gummy worm off, because I had left all of the edibles slayed out on, like, our living room table, and I just picked up a gummy worm and ate it, and it started the cycle over again. I just kept eating them, and I picked through them, and we ate through all that in, like, four or five days. But I was just ripped the whole time. The temptation on that has got to be crazy. That's, That's a lot. They were so good. Like, it just tastes like delicious candy, and then you're so stoned. When the first time, and I and I, I don't know if I've told this story to you before, mm-hmm. but the first time I ever took an edible is, like, I was, like, 15, and it was mm-hmm. a brownie. Mm-hmm. It was, like, probably, like, 100 milligrams or something. That's what I would guess, you know. Large one. I got it from a dispensary. This is when I was living in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And I ate the whole thing just because it tasted good. I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was just so ripped. I, It was weird, though. I, like, blacked out from being so high. But then I, 
blacked back in and it was like I was so sober. Like I knew how high I just was and all of a sudden I could think clearly mm-hmm. and I and then I blacked back out again. And then the second time I happened, I was like, I only have so much time. And so I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I need, we need to get a plan, <laughs> you know? All right, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> I'm, gonna stay I'm here. back. I'm going to use this while I got it. I got it. Come on, guys. I'm here. Because I was living with my mom. My mom was so strict at the time. So I was like, I cannot go home like this. Because, mm-hmm. like, we'd gotten, like, a snow day. So we were, like, all, we we're out during the day. But then we all have to go back. We got school in the morning and whatnot. So I was like, tell my mom I have a concussion. And so. <laughs> so Genius. Genius. Because that explains, uh, you know, I was like, this makes sense. So then I black out again. I knew time ran out. Mm-hmm. Timer was out. Black bag out again. And then I don't remember this, but I, like my, my high school boyfriend at the car, time had to carry me into the car. I'm in the car. I like, kind of remember going home. kind of remember getting home. My mom, she calls like our family doctor and was like, you know, like, yeah, he's got a really bad concussion, all this stuff. She described my symptoms like loopy, dilated eyes. Like, it's actually yes. a, it's a great excuse. Yeah. And um, he was like, let me talk to her. And I, I just remember the only thing she did was like, all I remember is apple cider. And he was like, what? And so they're like, yeah, she's fucked up. Yeah. So they're like, you can't, so funny. you can't let her go to sleep, you know? So I was so fucking high, and all I wanted to do was sleep. And this yeah. was, like, back when people watched, like, cable TV and stuff. And I remember we were watching Family Feud, and I just would, like, doze off, and they'd be like, no! And then I just... It's going to stay up to like four in the morning watching game shows with my mom and my sister. And I was just like, this is crazy. And I'm like 15, you know? And like. What a nightmare. And so, like, at four, they released me and I got to go take a shower. And then I like went to bed and I woke up and I was like, I want to go to school. Cause I needed to like go see friends and tell them this. Like, the friends I was with the night before, like, I'd be like, what? And yeah. I remember like my mom like calls and like all my teachers think I have a concussion. And it's like to this day, my mom still doesn't know like that story. I would tell her at this point, but she doesn't know the story. So we've gone to. Oh, do- we're gonna send her a link to this, <laughs> dude. I would. She'd be. Yes, she'd dude. be fine. You know my mom. We met your mom. Yeah, she's way. She's way cooler she's with it now. She's super cool. Yeah, uh, but she, we'd go to doctor's appointments, and she'd like go in the doctor's appointment with me, and then be like, they'd be like, you know, like, have you ever any had any traumatic head injuries or like if we were like going like I remember I had neck, neck problems at one point and she was like oh well yeah I could tell them about that one like concussion you have and oh well she's had a head injury and like if I ever have a problem she'll be like well it's probably your head injury oh god, and I'm like awesome. oh my god my mom thinks that there's something wrong with me like yeah. life tar- long and it's just it's I guess me just as a person that's so gives awesome. off head, head injury vibes to her <laughs> Speaking of head injury vibes, let's cut to the worm report. <laughs> worm report! And the worm must go on. Ha ha ha. Are you ready, worms? Let's get wiggling. All right. <laughs> Shania Twain. Uh, up first today, happy worm today. Up first, worm <coughs> worm Ponzi schemes. It's lonely at the top. If your grandma is anything like mine, she's been absolutely flushed with worms since COVID hit. Uh, normally, with a meemaw like mine, two, three worm, two, three worm in her purse, normal. Three, four worm, maybe. Maybe five, six worm, if she just won bingo. But now, 19, 20 worm, something going on. She been, somebody been dealing this woman worm. Normally, my mom, she likes to play Buker, which is a card game. But, 
uh, in the Midwest. But now all she talk about is worm. Oh, Casey, I got this really good Saudi Arabian mud in. You got to try it. And I go, do I look like one of your little fucking worms? I'm a big old boy. I like waffle and uh, <laughs> chicken sandwich, you fucking asshole. Get rid of the... Get rid of the worm and ban them from Meemaws. Meemaws can no longer have worm. Up next, recent Googles have shown that earthworm can actually live for eight years, which is so fucked up. Because whenever I see them, it's smush on sight. I got a, <laughs> I got a smush on sight, a, a, a non-negotiable smush on sight policy. I see you typically when it's raining, worm go, I can cross sidewalk. I go, uh-uh, I've been standing out here smoking Newport. I caught you red-handed. <laughs> You're fucking, you're getting a damn steel-toed boot to your head. I always, as many of you know, I always wear a steel-toed boot when it <laughs> rains. And just in case I see some bullheaded worm and eat an ass whooping. And now some of these worms live eight years. Let's get the, if you're going to live eight years, you might as well live for 18 and declare for the MLB draft. <laughs> I want to see a worm playing for the Seattle Mariners by next winter. Uh, during the off season, <laughs> so it can have time for spring training, so it has a fair chance to actually get ahead in this fucking damn world. Uh, and and let might as well live a, a little worm live a hundred years. I want to see a geriatric worm. Can I have any mud? All right, we're done with that. Okay, <laughs> I didn't like that part. Uh, <laughs> Uh, up next, well, why have zero worms been convicted for the Capitol riots? Um, <laughs> uh, probably because the worms stormed on, stormed on January 19th. Nobody there but three worms and security guard crush and smush, and they die. And no one heard because fucking CNN is <laughs> goddamn fucking hiding the real truth. Up next, I have a bunch today. Uh, <laughs> I, got about eight, I got about 18 of these. we got to burn through them. <laughs> Up next, what is that piece of slime I found outside my apartment, and why do I feel like it's having an affair with my wife? <laughs> As many of you know, I found this fucked up piece of slime outside my apartment the other day when it was raining, and I didn't have my steel toe boots on, which it will never happen again, I can assure you. And I see this piece of slime, and I start looking at it, and I go, that looked a whole lot like me. And suddenly, it grow a foot. I go, okay. Suddenly, it grow three, four, five feet. Suddenly, I feel like I'm looking in the mirror. You ever seen the movie Annihilation with Natalie Portman? It's like that scene with the alien but it's a piece of slime, slowly take it on my form. And then, and then it go, do that. She, she, said that. She, she, wah. <laughs> and then it walked into my apartment and locked the door behind it. I couldn't even get in, and it made love to my wife. Holy shit. Up last. <laughs> I don't know what the solution. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what the solution to that one should be, but it's definitely scary. I feel like it'll be a situation where my wife is pointing a gun, and there's me, and there's slime me, and she goes, I don't know which one to shoot. And I go, oh, we've been married for 15 years. You know it's me. You know it's me. And then she go, uh-uh. And she shoot me and I die. And then the slime one is her husband. Up next, <laughs> a very emotional apology. <laughs> As many of you know, my mother was the space shuttle challenger. And uh, my, father, my father was the Apollo 11. Uh, my mother, rest her soul, always wanted me to be an astronaut. Last summer... I spent $499 to go to astronaut camp with all these little kids, and I thought they'd be adults, but I got there as a bunch of little kids. It fucking sucked. And then I found this secret fucking card that I could use to try on the astronaut suit. Last thing I know, next thing I know, big mistake happened. They put me on a space shuttle. Next thing I know, I'm in orbit on International Space Station. So I'm up there, and I realize I forgot a little worm in my pocket, and I left... <laughs> 
And I'm like, well, I'm up here, I might as well try it, because I've always wondered what will happen to worm in zero gravity. So I flick the worm like a coin, and the worm break in half. Now there's, <laughs> now there's two half of worm floating in zero gravity. To make a long story short, the spaceship crash. Because <laughs> <laughs> worm grow in zero gravity. And I'd like to apologize to, to, to the families of the 45 astronauts that were killed. <laughs> and, whatever, man, that's so crazy. <laughs> I can't believe you and Amanda Pandemonium got married. I know. We've been married for, we eloped, and my parents were pissed. That's <laughs> incredible. As many of you know, my wife Amanda Pandemonium is a hell's angel, and she's old school, so she's like 65 years old, and we've been married since she was 50, so. She's still got those big old sloppy nipples. Uh, yeah, that's about it for now. Happy worm today. Happy, good to see you. Thank you. And we're back. <laughs> Got a snack in your pocket. We're ready to go. Oh, uh, yeah. Casey is the best. I could watch The Worm Report probably all day. He's literally one of the funniest people, I think. I, I like, show when I go home and see friends outside of Austin. Like, I show people Casey Rocket. Yeah. yeah. I show people all the time Casey because I'm like, hey, this is, this is pure comedy. This isn't anybody trying to make a point. This isn't political. This isn't... This doesn't touch on social issues. The way his brain works. It's just bonkers. So I once did, it was like a body swap set with him mm -hmm. where I was Casey and Casey was me. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I, I've seen his like jokes in my co-op before. So I was like, oh, I knew I knew some of the topics he riffed on. I was like, I'll go on and just be sporadic and riff on those topics. And I got up there and I just was like, what do I? It, like, I, you realize how hard it is to come up with like topics like that and just make it flow and sporadic, but yet hilarious. Like I was like, okay, wait, this is like way harder than I thought. He has a genuine talent for it. I love yeah. It. It, it's also funny to watch people on here because the worm report, we didn't give any like warning. <laughs> like, like there was never like, Hey, this week we're going to have our most insane friend do the news about worms. It was just like, and here to do the worm reports, Casey. And then a bunch of people, I remember the first week, a bunch of people in the chat and in the comments were like, what the fuck is the worm report? And now it's just like over time, there's so many people that when it pops up, they're like, fucking worm report. Worm report. It'd be funny one day you just have him dressed up as a worm, but like yeah. don't tell anybody. And now he reports on Casey. Oh, that'd be great. He dressed up as Grimace one time, old Giggle Boys. Uh, I've, we didn't mention this last week, but this is, this is highly social is replacing Giggle Boys. So yes, now it's just this. But it's now, funny. now it's the Giggle Boy and Girl. Yeah. Mm, you're a guest this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no such thing as Giggle Girls because women aren't funny. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just fun to say. Uh, I don't know why that's such a fun joke to make because. There's, I have friends like you that are women that are funny, and it's still, to me, every time, just so funny to say. <laughs> I definitely think that there's a couple of things like that where I'm just, like, just so stereotypically. Yeah. But. Say them. Say them. What are your I don't know. I can't think Come of one right now. Think of one. I, I looked What's the worst one? Ah, uh, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I could get Black in a comedians have cool stage names? Uh, Correct. I could right. get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> have you? Have, so have you seen the, like, there's, uh, I'm, I don't remember all of them, but, uh, fucking, ah, uh, God damn it, I wish it, there, I saw Oreo the Comic, that one was really <laughs> good. Uh, there used to be Agabar the Comic There's, here in there's the Brown Recluse. Brown Recluse. Well, but he's not a black guy. 
I'm talking specifically, there's like black guys that have like the comic or like. Oh, the comic? The truth or like they have specific stage names. And oh, there was one big laugh or fuck. No, it was him fat. That was the one. That was H-I-M-M-F-A-T-T. And that was just his stage name. Dude, there were so many good ones. So I my black stage name is Da Big Noise. That's that's what you landed on? Yeah. What it what? <laughs> it's perfect. Da big noise. Da big noise. All right. Why yes. do you have to say da big noise? Because it's my black comic name. What are you talking about? Yeah, but you like slow. You don't come out there like fucking. Uh, hey, what's up? Hello, it's me, Mike. Da big noise. Da big noise. Like that. What? That ruins the whole point. What's yours? Um. Well, if I had to put da in front of it. No, you just have to make it a cool black one. They um, do. All, they're creative with it. I, and I'm only saying this because I've only seen black comics do it. I am this is the only people I've seen do it, but I think it's cool. Maybe like little. I want to be clear. I'm not shitting on this. L- little Skittle. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fucking perfect. <laughs> Taste the rainbow. <laughs> that's your that's your punchline. That's your Larry the Cable. Like taste the rainbow. You know? <laughs> dude, it's fucking cool. I don't know why I thought of this when I just said that. Uh huh. <laughs> this is so this is so wild. I used to think that bleaching your butthole mm-hmm. wasn't bleaching the skin of your butthole. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like keeping the hair mm-hmm. and like bleaching the hair. Mm-hmm. Like it'd be like giving your asshole frosted tips. Yeah, you are Italian. You have that much asshole hair. You no, no, no. I get, I get mine lasered off. <laughs> I, I have, no, no, no. I have actually none. <laughs> but like that's... <laughs> That's what I thought it was. Like I've I, never seen you get offended before. <laughs> oh, Mike. No. I should not have a hairy Italian asshole, okay? <laughs> Do that. Is that what they're known for? <laughs> Fucking. You all, all of the Yeah, look at your arm here. If that was dark. Yeah, it's blonde, thank God. Yeah, you would look like you could scrub dishes with it. What are you talking about? Jesus Christ, Mike. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's not sorry. coarse. It's <laughs> not even that bad. Maybe you should fucking get some. You're just jealous. <laughs> fucking hairless piece of shit. So you are. You're a wax asshole. That's what you are. Dude, I wish. I got scared. I got scared and you're, taken out of the apartment you're twice. Like, you're a little bal- balloon knot of a human being. So you thought bleaching your asshole was like frosting your lower tips? Dude, I thought that women were walking around with their assholes looking like Guy Fieri. (laughs) Just like, welcome to Flavortown. (laughs) That's awesome. What's Um. up? (laughs) Oh, man. We're going to beat the world record and drink. Milkshakes through our assholes. Yeah. No, we just go too far. Yeah. Oh, is that? Yeah. No, but you take it a step further. That's what the people yeah, want. We're gonna eat thirteen cheeseburgers with our buttholes. Perfect. You got one more. <laughs> Donkey sauce. <laughs> oh, what are other things Guy Fieri says? Uh, this is diners, drive-ins, and dives. Yeah, uh, that's a good name for an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, the, uh, oh, this is something that Guy, I think, would have a very serious opinion on. I would like to hear how you stand. They're talking. There's been hubbub on the internet. There have been memes shared. Bubble there have been things said discontinuing the Chaco Taco. The ice cream thing? The ice cream thing? I don't think I've ever had a Chaco Taco. Oh, my fucking God. What are we, what are we doing here? <laughs> 
All right, then this is... <laughs> yeah, this is fucking... <laughs> All right, now I can't continue on this. All right, so let me pitch it to you then, because you're a fucking Choco Taco virgin. It's like, a, it's like an ice cream cone... Shell. So waffle, shell. waffle cone is the taco shell. Then you have vanilla ice cream, fudge stripes through it. So you got fudge stripes through there. Now you coat that in chocolate with those little crunchy peanut things, like at the outside of a drumstick. I'm with you on this. Yeah, so that's the Choco Taco. Originally, they had them at Taco Bell. Oh. Do you know how huge of a fucking cum city it was in my pants Dude. when I could get Taco Bell as a little kid and then as a treat? I got a Choco Taco also as well. Yeah. Yeah, best. And then they were just at 7-Elevens. And then recently, like, reputable news sources said that they're discontinuing the Choco Taco. It, does Taco Bell own the Choco Taco? It is owned by Klondike. And, and it is owned by Klondike now. It's gone through several ownership changes. Okay. I, I spoke with a comedian from San Antonio, I, I, Joey Smith, I spoke. whose mother used to work with the inventor of the Choco Taco. So I have an in. I'm going to find a way to make sure that this never dies. But I think... And hear me out on this pitch. So you've you've never had a Choco Taco, so you don't know the greatness. They also made a peanut butter variety with peanut butter ice cream. Okay. What I think Choco Taco needs to bring it into 2022 is strawberry. How do you feel about a strawberry Choco Taco? Got strawberry ice cream, ribbons of fudge. What, co- what kind of what kind of shell is it? Still Regular? waffle cone. Still waffle, w- cone. waffle yeah, cone. Just a waffle cone. I think that would be nice. Chocolate and strawberry are. Best friends, just like peanut butter and chocolate, best friends. When we were driving back from Colorado, I remember when we pulled over at that uh, at that hamburger stand so you could make that phone call? Yes, yeah, to talk to my therapist. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. No, no, I, have a, I have a therapist, clearly. I need several. But <laughs> So Mike has like a therapy call he's got to take, and he's like, we're, I'm going to pull over. I'm going to take this call. You guys f- figure it out. So we go to this like outdoor hamburger shop. 50-style I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even say, I'd say redneck style. No, but that's a 50 style like hamburger. We're in the diner. same decade of era, yeah, era yeah. of living. Okay. Um, but I got this, I don't, and I'm always a strawberry, or chocolate girl. Uh-huh. And I got a strawberry milkshake from there. And it was maybe the best strawberry milk. Like I have thought about that so many fucking times, but it was in the middle of nowhere in a town I don't remember. Sweetwater, Texas. Is that, was it Sweetwater? Mm-hmm. And, okay, so I could actually find this place. Yeah, I have it saved in my Google Maps because the rest of the story is that we were driving back from Denver and we stayed in Lubbock, but on the drive into Lubbock from Denver, the time didn't change until close to the end of the trip. Yes. And I, we had been discussing the plan for the next day in the car there, and I was looking at my time for therapy, it's 12.30. So I was like, hey, tomorrow we'll leave by this time, we'll get to Sweetwater by this time, it's a normal town, there'll be restaurants. And that way I can get on a phone call with my therapist at 12.30, and then by 1.30 we can be on the road to Austin. Mm-hmm. So that's the plan. We find this cute little outdoor shitty redneck diner, but it, it looked like it was going to be fucking fire. I, yeah. I knew by looking, I wasn't going to lead you guys to a bad place to eat. Like that's You would you know, never. You're, you're, my, you're my Yelp when I need a good recommendation. Bingo. So, so, and I'm like, all right, I'll sit in the car and do my therapy. And then I fucking... Go. I put my AirPods in, and I go to call my therapist, and I look at my appointment, and it's at 1.30. I'm like, oh, fucking time zones, dog. <laughs> so then we drive another hour, and then we're in the middle of fucking nowhere in Lawn, Texas. It was the city we stopped in by that abandoned gas station. You guys stayed in the car, and I walked around, and it had gone from being like 80 to like 103. So I'm just walking around sweating my fucking dick off, just talking to my therapist, being sad. Uh, it was a really good day. 
So I'm glad that that was, that's the power of strawberry milkshake is that you have a perfect memory of that day of a great, wonderful thing. <laughs> yeah. Pretty fun. Good. It was honestly, it was the best strawberry milkshake. I, I, for the delay happening, it was worth it. So mm -hmm. strawberry taco taco. Would you try it? I would try. I would try all of them. All right, cool. Well, I think that the here's this combine them chocolate chocolate base peanut butter ice cream strawberry top that actually sounds kind of like gross yeah. Yeah. so uh suerte here in austin a mexican restaurant they've been featured on netflix and their taco chronicles or whatever they do an incredible sweat arrow they do all of their tortillas from their masa in-house but they do a dessert that's their version of like an upscaled gourmet choco taco Wow. With a chocolate masa shell uh, and like a really rich peanut butter ice cream, the chocolate drizzle, and then fresh chopped peanuts on it. And it is so good. <laughs> it's so crazy that that was the noise that you used to describe so good. Yeah. Well, that was cum shooting out. That I, I didn't know if that was like your asshole or something. You're just like, and it was no horrible no. later. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, I died. I died, I died from like, splat. <laughs> no, it was. That's come, right? That's the universal sound for come. You guys all make that noise when you come. You, yeah. Is that the is that a come noise? Yeah. I think that sounds like more like a juicy number two. You know. Sounds like you That's... need to get laid more often. <laughs> you know, hear lots of comes. So. Lots of comes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I definitely want to have you on. One, you're a very funny comedian. Uh, but two, one of the things that I am constantly impressed with by you uh, is your aptitude for the comedy business side of things. Yeah. And uh, you have a lot of stuff going on and a lot of stuff coming up and a lot of big things you can't even announce. I mean, you're crushing it. Thanks, and uh, it's so impressive because uh, when the Austin comedy scene, Cap City shuts down mm -hmm. in the middle of the pandemic and then... Big Laugh and Creek in the Cave and Sunset and all these people move in. And then there were some of the like bad players that showed up. And there were some of these people that were very snaky. And they started shows yeah. and places and venues and didn't play venues. And I won't name names because I don't want to shit on anybody publicly. But yeah. some people did it the wrong way. And then you came in. And I swear to God, I heard your name like two or three times. And then suddenly you had eight shows a week, it felt like. <laughs> it was like, where did Bianca come from? And I saw you at, uh, the first time you booked me on one of your shows, um, I want to say was at, was it Illicit Comedy from Native Hostel? Oh, it probably was. Cause, but you had Ryan O'Malley come out and film. Yeah. Six media guys. Yeah. And then he was just on Barstool the other day. Oh my God, yeah. yeah. That was the funniest, that, that's a you tattoo. Right? Yeah. Well, so many people sent it to me because they were like, oh my God, look at this dumb tattoo. You love dumb tattoos. And I'm like, I fucking love that guy too. <laughs> that guy's sick. Ryan fucking rules, yeah. Oh, I was scrolling through Instagram, so for anybody who doesn't know it, he got a tattoo and it was the body of a pit bull but with Pitbull's face. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like kind of terrifying looking. Yeah. And uh, that that would be something that you would get. I was scrolling through, and I watched it, and I was like, yo, is that fucking Ryan? And then I, like, watched it again, and I was like, that's Ryan. And then I had to watch, like, three more times. And it was so fucking funny. That's yeah. hilarious. But I, you you really did a great job of finding venues and places and then booking good shows and keeping good talent around. Um, what is it, like, you know, because some people are going to watch this. They're going to be comics that are looking mm -hmm. uh, for advice and information. Some people are watching this or listening because they're, they just want to laugh. Uh, but I think, like, 
you know, it's good to have like something to take away for everybody. Um, what what do you look for as somebody that books a lot of comedy? What what do you look for in a comedian? In a comedian? Yeah. Um, so I look. I guess I don't look for uh, specific things. Um, I kind of do. One, you just I want like funny. It doesn't mean you have to be necessarily like my kind of funny, but I can enjoy you, and I know that you bring it every time, and you try, and you get the room with you, or you do your best, and like. Um, good joke writing, et cetera. Or sometimes it's just, I don't know, because there's so many different variations of funny. So that's kind of open-ended. There's some things that I don't really like in, when I look for people. Like, I don't really like people who walk out and shit on a room. There can be a way that you can do it and make it funny, but that's actually, like, a unique skill set or a hard thing to do, mm-hmm. you know? Um, somebody could do it, really, like, Dylan Sullivan can walk out and be like, you guys... Fuck you guys. And he makes it hilarious. But then sometimes people go out and you're like, why are you doing this? Like, why? I don't like it if you go out into a room and then you shit on them because you're not doing well. Or you mm-hmm. go out and you make things uncomfortable. You don't have material for parents. Or you try to do crowd work and you end up, like, shitting on the... Like, I don't want you to bring... You can be, like, a lower-energy comic or more dry, but I don't want you to bring down the energy of the room. And I don't want you to ever insult the crowd. Mm-hmm. And, like, keep things... Like, besides me, like, kind of thinking you're funny, just keeping the momentum and the energy of the show going. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you have to be high energy. That just means that they, like, that you are going out and you are, you're giving it, you know? Mm-hmm. And taking it seriously. Because, like, I've also, you know, seen people go up on shows where I always think you should be, like, trying new things. I think everybody should. And I go out on my shows and I try sh- new shit all the time and sometimes it doesn't work. But I also want to know that you are trying. Like, you're not just taking this as, like, a 10-minute open mic and you don't care if it's going to hit or not hit. Like, you are giving this your best performance because I used to try to when I'd make lineups like let's say because there's sometimes and this is a problem like I'll know people and I've gotten a lot better about this where but because we were friends and maybe I felt pressured in a situation like and you're like book me book me book me I'm like okay I'll fuck I'll find your spot and then I would try to build comedians around you okay I don't really know about this guy so I'll put the stronger person before the stronger person after and try to blend that person and then I go and I think a lot of showrunners or maybe even comics forget what it's like to be an audience member because we're always in the green room where if we watch we pop in we pop out but to actually sit there through an hour to our show and really like feel it you realize how important it is to keep that momentum and keep a strong lineup and you can't be blending people and that doesn't mean that sometimes you're not funny it just means that maybe you're not ready or maybe yeah. you're in a weird stage where you are really funny, but you're not really giving it your all right now. And I'm you're too big of a gamble for me to put you up because I don't know if you're going to try as much as I want you to try. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the things that um, some people forget is that, like, a show is a privilege. Yeah. Like, because there are so many in Austin and there, with the comedy boom that happened here, there's a lot of uh, third-rate and fourth-rate shows that are happening where it's a show. But it, it, it became like the shows that happen a lot in L.A. where it's just a booked open mic. Yeah. It's somebody producing a show that talked to a venue that wants to get in on the comedy boom and wants some more patrons. They didn't want to call it an open mic because they wanted clout. And then they booked five or six open mic level comedians, people that have five to seven total minutes of material. And then they bring out their best five to seven minutes. And then the next week, that five minutes doesn't do as well because there's some people back. And it's their only five minutes. And they riff on and. So, like, I've seen a lot of this happen where people don't take it seriously, one. Mm -hmm. And two, where people don't consider that a show is, like, a big deal. Yeah. Even if it's a a little show, to me, like, I, I, uh, 
you know, I, I try to take as many shows as I can, and I try mm-hmm. to do as much as possible so that I don't have to do open mics. Um, I did a show last Saturday at Monk's Jazz Club. Yep. Maddie Stu, Joe McNamara are booking it. They run a great show there. They're running a great show, and they're booking great fucking lineups. Yeah. And one of the things that was really cool is they let me do 20 minutes to close it out to headline mm-hmm. um, and kind of work around in that, but there's not a lot of 20-minute spots in Austin. Yeah. So for the first show, I did 10 minutes of stuff that I know is good material that's worked in a lot of places mm-hmm. that I know will work and get them on my side, and then I did five minutes of stuff that I've never done on stage and it was like, I'm going to try this out. Mm-hmm. But that stuff, when it started to not work, I peeled back the curtain. It was like, hey, I shouldn't be telling you guys this story, but it's pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And then it gets them back in. But that uh, that is the same thing I would do at an open mic if those were available here. But you got to do those on shows as you get further along. But the point I was trying to make is that I, I still only did that because it was a longer set. And I knew that I had five minutes after that with something I could get them back with mm-hmm. so that no matter what, they're not ending the show on a sour note. I yeah. Mean, even if I lost them with that material, I know I can get them back. So it like, you know, with, with the show energy and stuff like the people they booked on that show all fucking crushed. I felt empowered to do that. Had they had low energy comics or they'd had people that didn't fucking destroy. I mean, it was Casey Shorniema, Adam Lucky, uh, Cody Myers. Like they, they all did very well yeah. on the show. So, Following that, it was like, they've already seen a lot of good comedy. I can get a little looser with it because they're mm-hmm. into comedy right now because everybody crushed. But you get sometimes on a show where it's like, you can't do that. You need to, uh, you got to bring fucking 110%. Sometimes it's your job shit. to pick that show, to bring the show back. Or if somebody, you know, might bomb right before you're like, all right, now I got to go. I can't really fuck around. Mm-hmm. Even me, like, so I... Cause like I use my shows to like test new material a lot, mm-hmm. but even when I do it, like I've learned, I'll do, let's say three jokes I know really work, or I know like you said maybe in terms of minutes, depending how long your set is. Let's say if you're doing like a ten minute set, maybe three minutes of just shit I know is really gonna work, mm-hmm. and then I'll try a new joke, mm-hmm. and then I'll maybe do three more of shit I know is gonna work, and then try to and I try to weave them in. So it's like you build their trust, you try something new, you can come back if it doesn't work, you mm-hmm. know. But I've also seen some people go up and it's like they're just fucking throwing shit at the wall and hoping something sticks at a spot that you're paying them to be on and you're like and that people are paying to go see and you're like no you got to take this seriously and you got to take every crowd you got to treat every crowd like it's your biggest performance because you don't know who's fucking there Mm -hmm. and i've seen some people like i kind of said earlier i don't like when people shit on the room i've been in shows where there's you know eight people there and you'll see some people come out and be like oh, there's nobody fucking here. What are you guys doing here? Why are you here? And it's like, okay, they were having a good time. Like, why are you bringing them down because your ego's bruised right now? And I've been in uh, L.A. at the comedy store, and I saw Don Barris, and he had a room of six people, and he's everybody's fucking crying laughing. I'm like, it doesn't matter how many people you have in the room. It, you have to bring it every time. And he, like, I'm watching him as a comedian. He's got no idea. Not that I mean anything to him, but just that other people are sitting there admiring him doing mm-hmm. what, that, what he's doing. So you got to take every room fucking seriously. And I look for that, too, when I book people. And just people getting better and stronger and people that maybe you're not even the strongest, but I'm like, oh, they're working really hard and they're really funny. And I know I can see them trying and their jokes are getting better and they got good writing. Like, I think that's cool, too. So... Just, like, giving it really your best. I know that sounds kind of lame, but, like, really bringing it to every show. And that mm-hmm. makes me want to bring you back. Like, you bring it to every show. You are somebody I don't have to worry about at all. When I'm out of town, you're either hosting my show or you're on it to monitor it. And I know there's going to be a solid fucking person there. And, like, mm-hmm. that's because you bring the same energy every time. I've never seen you slack on a show. 
you know? <laughs> they're, they're the, this is my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I go to work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. I fucking, uh, it's interesting to see, like, some of the people that um, get upset. But also, you know, the other thing that's really cool about that is that um, it breeds for stronger competition. It makes for stronger comics. Because mm -hmm. I know when I'm doing a show, like, the reason that I did do some of that new material Mm. And I did it there because it's like, okay, I got a hot crowd. I got them on my side. I need to have more new jokes. And you know, like, dude, in, in a month, like, I would like to have my set look completely different than it looks right now. Yeah. And in two months, completely different from that one. So, like, the only way I'm going to get there is by doing it. But I'm doing that because I want to get better as a comic so that I can keep bringing it like that. Yeah. And I think that everybody, their goal when they try new stuff is to be improving and getting a better set. It's just know the time and place in um, quantity versus quality, you know, like work, like pace it, you know, it shouldn't be a whole set of it, bring it in there nicely. And even what you said, it's not never be like apologetic for trying new shit. Obviously, you know that, but like, yeah, you doing a solid 10, trying new shit and things that you are confident in that you think are going to land. You're not going to go try new shit on a show like that, mm -hmm. that you're like, I don't really know if it's going to work out, you know? And then to bring it back, you've got your solid five after that. If something goes wrong, mm -hmm. you got them back, you know? Yeah, and the thing that I told on stage is, like, uh, it's a true story that I knew was going to be funny because I, that's how all comedy started for me. Like, mm -hmm. was that, I mean, like, really was I had stories from my life that I would just tell friends, bars and shows. Like, we got to, com we got, not to comedy, but we got to, it's all I do now, so it's in my brain. Yeah, we you're a natural storyteller. We'd go to music, you know, we'd go uh, out to party, do whatever, and even at, like, conferences and work stuff, they'd be like, oh, Mike, tell this story. Tell this story. And so I, that that was how it all started. So I know that I've got some skills in storytelling. Mm -hmm. So I'm not as scared to tell a new story on stage if I know that there's at least, like, some really funny chunks in there. Yeah. So. And that's how you also sometimes just, especially with stories, stories even more than, like, you know, physical, written, intent intentional jokes, mm -hmm. stories are something that maybe you're on stage and if you think of something and it's working and it maybe came out of nowhere, try it. Tell mm -hmm. every detail on it, see where it goes because at the very least you're being honest and you're being real and like that's entertaining in itself and if it's not working then you go a different direction, you know what I mean? Bingo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love this happens so much fun like I don't know I'm a fucking comedy nerd you're clearly a comedy nerd like yeah. I could sit for 10 hours and just talk nitty gritty comedy Dude, stuff yeah, I know we just opened up a box of Burns. But then I feel like also there's people listening like, well, this was funny at the beginning. Now it's fucking, go back to the Choco Tacos. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit about getting booked on a comedy show. <laughs> Mike, make that jizz noise again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, so um, Laugh Hire is your production company. People follow Laugh Hire on Instagram. Yes. Where else uh, can they find you? What? Where can we send people? What can we plug? This comes out tomorrow. This comes out tomorrow. Um, so I actually, I, I finished my website. My website's up and running. Um, that's www.laughhire.com. You have to type the www. <laughs> Why did I say that? I don't know. And that's crazy. www. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Little Skittles. Yo. Yeah, www. The, the Skittle. <clears throat> uh, a quick side note. Um, I don't know if I ever told you this. I own my username, like Bianca Parado or like domain name. Um, like a year ago before I started comedy and it was kind of expensive and then I started company, comedy and the 
name expired and had to rebuy it back. And it was actually less expensive than when I originally got it. And uh, that hurt. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Laugh Ouch. Hire, yeah, I was like, I've decreased in value. Yeah. Um, Laugh Hire, though, dot com, Laugh Hire on Instagram. It's funny, I've been telling people Laugh Hire just exactly how it's spelled. There's only one way to spell it. Because mm-hmm. I'm just used to like weed, like H I G H E R. And then afterwards, like, you know, there's two. Ways to spell higher. And I was like, what's the other way? And they're like, H-I-R-E. Yeah. And I was like, bitch, I don't have a job. I don't know. <laughs> I'm in higher. I, higher. I forgot. I forgot yeah. that was a way to spell higher, but. Because you were higher. Yeah. Than shit. Yeah. Higher than shit. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just laugh higher on everything. Or Perfect. Bianca Parado. And there's only one of me. Yeah. yeah. There really only is one of me. There you. really is. That's cool. Well, thank you for getting highly social. Hey, thank you for getting socially high with me. <laughs> <laughs> Till next week. Thank you. <laughs>